Steve's NRL season previews 2022, the North Queensland Cowboys. Hey everybody and welcome back to Steve's NRL season previews for 2022. I'm your host, Stephen Westway. I hope you guys enjoyed the first season preview of the year where I ranked the Canterbury Bulldogs the outfit and predicted where I thought they were going to finish in this season. If you haven't, go and check that one out. Please subscribe to the podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you guys listen to your favorite podcasts and like the Facebook page at Steve's NRL Footy Tips to stay up to date with all the latest news. But today we're going to be discussing the North Queensland Cowboys. And 2021 for them started with so much promise. New coach Todd Payton, new signings. And it was, you know, kind of heralded as the start of a new era for the club. They started the season off pretty well as well. But uh, things slipped away quickly and they ended the season with seven wins. Three ahead of the Wooden Spooners, the uh, sorry, four ahead of the Wooden Spooners, I believe, the Canterbury Bulldogs, but still a very disappointing season for them all around. I mean, seven wins, not going to win you many games when you're conceding over 30 points a game. They were the worst defensive team in the NRL with the Cowboys, 748 points conceded. When games started to get away from them, especially in that back end of the season, they really just let you know things get out of hand and they couldn't consistently compete with the top of the NRL. Their last win came in round 24 against a lowly placed and uh, confident less dragon side where they won that game 38-26. They ended their season with a 46-18 um, destruction against Manly, you know, dominating them from the get-go. Tommy Turbo was a star and, you know, they just couldn't compete with the big guns, the Cowboys. How are they going to fix that in 2022? Well, Todd Payton is going to be under a lot of pressure going into his second season. If you look at their signings, the big ones, Chad Townsend from the Sharks, you know, their premiership winning halfback. He's near the back end of his career, but so there was a lot of questions asked last year when he signed a four-year deal, and it was either a four- or a five-year deal. Well, yeah, a four-year deal to the end of 2024. So question marks are going to remain throughout the season. There's going to be a lot of eyes on Chad Townsend and if he can make a difference to this North Queensland Cowboys side. They've also signed Brennan Elliott, who's a good utility. Uh, he's played for the Titans and the Manly Seagulls and the Sydney Roosters before. Peter Hicku, another veteran, comes from the Warriors. And a good young gun in Jermaine to Noah Brown, a uh, promising young prop from New Zealand as well, has come over to try to crack into this uh, and make a permanent spot in this Cowboys 17. So they've got a couple of young guns coming through as well, Morgan Lip, Morgan Widder, and Tyrese Woods as well. But they're going to really stick with the, the squad that they've made over the last few seasons. Only four players remain from the 2017 Grand Final, where they lost to the Storm. And really, it, it's it's a team that hasn't made the final since they've been very much struggling to compete every season. Chad uh, Michael Morgan retired last year as well after having a few seasons of, of terrible injury luck. Also, they lost uh, David Bowen. Wurrum, Greg, Peter Holler, Corey Jensen, Essen Masters went to the Titans halfway through the year. Josh McGuire went to the Dragons halfway through the year. Francis Molo, Justin O'Neill, and Shane Wright. So it's going to be a very different-looking Cowboys team from, you know, back in their glory days when they won that premiership seven years ago in 2015. It's been a downward spiral, a big slide from being competitive and being one of the best teams in the competition. But... They did give a lot of these young guys experience last year, and you'll see when we name their best 17 provided by NRL.com, and Fox Sports has got a couple of differences that we'll mention there as well. But you'll notice that 
there's a lot of youth, but there's also, you know, peppered in with a bit of experience and there's some familiar names throughout still. So, I mean, according to NRL.com, they think that Scott Drinkwater is their best fullback. Fox Sports thinks that uh, the Hammer, Hammer um, Taboat Fado, who's a, a great young kid, will be their fullback and, and Drinkwater be in the half. So they first got to get rid of the get the, the halves and, and fullback balance. But they have Drinkwater at fullback in NRL.com. they got Tom Dearden and Chad, Chad Towns in the halves. So no matter what way they go with, they've got options where who to put in the halves. You can put Drinkwater there, put Holmes at fullback potentially, the Hammer at fullback. you got options. But NRL.com's got Scott Drinkwater at full, fullback, the wingers being Cole Felt, Valentine Holmes. I like that combination. He's also confirmed that he's been training at center home, so he could play in the center position as well. But they have signed Peter Hiku, so he will take up one of the center spots. Uh, NRL.com reckons the Hammer will take the other center spot, but he can easily play in the wing as well. The halves, as I mentioned, Tom Dearden, Chad Townsend, the props, Cohen Hess, Jordan McLean. At hooker, they've got Reese Robson. Their back row, Tom Gilbert and Helium Lukey, who is a young gun that's been had a very promising start to his NRL career. He was one of the Cowboys' best players at the back end of last season, and their captain, Jason Tamalolo, is their lock. And, you know, at to- he needs a big season to recover, because at times, we'll talk about it in a second, but uh, he didn't have his best 2021. On the bench, NRL.com's name, Jake Greenfield, Jeremiah Nanai, who's a young gun, Lachlan Burr, and Jermaine Tanoa Brian. So you can see there that if we're looking at experience, you've got some, um, you know, some old heads like Townsend and Tom Lolo and Valentine Holmes to lead the team around. Kyle Feltz, another one. But overall, a very young team, for sure. Um, you've also got guys not named here, like um, Mitch Dunn and Ruben Cotter, who have both, I've heard, has been knocking down the, the door of first grade. But just looking at this team, you, you think about it and you really go, how is this team going to uh, going to compete with the bigger teams in this competition. I don't have answers for you. Todd Payton's got to find them in the next couple of months. They've really got to start the season off well because as happened last year, when you can see them 31 game, uh, points a game, that's not good enough in the NRL level. And, you know, there were some questionable decisions from Todd Payton last year that really puts him under pressure to keep his job if the Cowboys start poorly this year. I mean, the decision to bench Jason Tamalolo at several significant portions of games last year was a baffling one at times, considering how much they paid for him and how much of a forward leader Tamalolo is. I can understand Payton's mindset of we need you to be stronger in defense and we need you to you know be making those big effort plays defensively, but... You've got to have your leaders out of the games when the games are on the line. And at points last year, Tamalolo just wasn't on the field. He's also shifted the prop throughout the last couple of years. It'll be interesting to see if he stays at lock or they put someone like um, Ruben Cotter or or Mitch Dunn, as I mentioned there. But whatever they do, the Cowboys, they've got to find a way to score points, be competitive in matches because the first try that they scored in 2021, when they scored the first try, they won more games than they didn't. I think they won 55% of games after scoring the initial try. But... Really, it could be a very tough season for the, the Cowboys. I really think that depth is questionable. I mean, they got some halves. they got Ben Hampton, who's on a fringe grade, first grader as well. But their forwards look a little bit weak. They, they're lacking, you know, experienced leaders outside of Townsend, who's a question mark on whether he's going to be able to control the team. Because let's be honest, Townsend hasn't had a, you know... He hasn't been lighting the fire in first grade for the last couple of years. I respect what he's done there at Cronulla, what he did there, and he, he was a vital part of that premiership winning team in 2016. But 
he really struggled to control the game at portions in 2021. The Sharks even up even dropping him to reserve grade at the point in the season. So he needs to put his best foot forward. He needs to be that experienced half. Tom Dearden, you know, hasn't had much luck in first grade either. He's a promising young kid, no doubt about it. I think this, we've, we're still yet to see his best football, and I think that he's a potential Queensland representative in the future. But more often than not, he's been involved in losing cultures. He doesn't really know what it's like to win to the point where he had such a huge losing streak until they won that game against the Dragons in round 24 as a starting half. Scott Drinkwater, another promising kid, but Townsend is going to have to lead those halves and really his kicking game and his, and his accuracy with the boot in general play is going to really have to be on point. Or the, Just like the Bulldogs, which I mentioned on Monday, the Cowboys could really be struggling to contain a team in their own half early in the set from each... You know, from, from them just running it back from the kick. So they need to be careful. Their kicking game's been poor over the last couple of years. As I said, you've got big time low, low to lead that forward pack. But really, this is really a chance for the young guys and, and even some veterans like McLean and, and Cohen Hess that have been in the system there for a few years to really step up and make a name for themselves. But when you look at a lot of these other teams, all the other 15 teams, to be honest, I think this is by far the weakest roster. So they're going to need to really stick together as a team, stick through the hard times. They're going to see some results eventually. Um, they just have to learn each other's patterns. They've got to be willing to learn new things. Todd Payton's got to really go into this season with an open mind and not be afraid to tamper with some systems that aren't working. If, ta- if Chad Townsend's not performing, get rid of him, get someone else in. you got to give these new players a chance to gel, but you also have to find success quickly because you look at the Cowboys and their start to the season, they've actually got a very, very winnable start to the year. I mean, they versed the Bulldogs in round one. Big game there. They've got the Raiders and the Broncos and then the Roosters and the Warriors. Now, if we're going off last season, and again, we'll get to our season preview for those teams later on, but the first out of their first five games, if we're going off last season, only one of those teams were finalists and that were the Sydney Roosters. So there's an opportunity there to steal some games early in the season. They also play their first six games in Queensland. Three of them are home games, three of their first four, but they don't leave um, they don't leave New Se- uh, sorry Queensland until round six, I believe, when they go down to travel uh, and verse the Raiders. So, you know, there's some winnable games there. They need to get their roster sorted. They need to decide exactly how they want to start the season because I don't know if Todd Payton has decided on that. I hear that they've been training well in the off-season, but really, when 16 of your top 30 squad are 23 and under, that rings alarm bells for me and how competitive they can be throughout the season. Sure, a lot of these young kids have a lot of talent, but you, especially when you're versing teams like Melbourne, Manly, the Roosters, South Sydney, you need to bring your A game for 80 minutes. And a lot of these guys, we've seen glimpses of how much talent they have and how consistent they can be in first grade, but it's not always evident there, and they, they can sometimes go missing in games. I also am very focused, and I said this in my Bulldog season preview, on... COVID and, and everything going with that situation to the point where with the Omicron variant, you get players can get players out of action for five days. So the top thirty depth is going to be very important in twenty twenty two. And you know, we the Cowboys are a team that also already has their defensive issues that need to be sorted. As I said, they can see the most points in the NRL in twenty twenty one. So when you're putting in more young guys that ha- that have even less experience in the top grade. Um, because of COVID, which will happen at courses throughout the year, not even considering injuries, and if if they're really prevalent for this 
Cowboys team. I can see this being an extremely long season for Cowboys fans, unfortunately. Jonathan Thurston's in the coaching staff, so he's going to be working with those playmakers and trying to get them to their best. But um, the forwards need to step up big time. I mean, bank or break years for Cohen House, Jordan McLean, Jake Greenville, these sort of guys, and Tamalolo, because he hasn't been in his best for the last couple of years either. They need to show up for their team each and every week. And I've just got real question marks whether the Cowboys can do that based on this current roster. And unfortunately, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to say that um, Todd Payton is going to last his second full year at the Cowboys. I think that if the Cowboys really struggle early, if they're two wins out of their first 12 games, then I think uh, Payton's name is definitely going to be on the chopping block, uh, block. I think he got a pass for his first season because he had to sort things out there, obviously. But no excuses this year. Um, you know, He's still putting his team together, but he needs to find answers quickly because... Up in North Queensland, and then on, after having you know that premiership success and being such a dominant force for a good five to ten years, they're not going to accept constant failure, you wouldn't think. And especially with the um, Redcliffe Dolphins coming in next season, you know the pressure's on the Cowboys to not fade into obscurity as the as the Queensland team. I mean, the Broncos have a promising future in terms of. You know, they've been in such a rough place over the last five years, but their signings looked really promising. The Titans are very competitive in tw- in the 2020s, so you just need the Cowboys to um to hang in there and, you know, sow some heart and, and develop these young players into potential superstars. But that's going to take time, and I don't think that 2022 is going to be the year of the Cowboys, unfortunately. I am predicting that Cowboys will finish 16th, get the wooden spoon. And to be honest, it could be a, a long road back to the top of the competition, but it's got to start this year. You, uh, you you need you need to get money value out of these veterans, and you need these young guys to start developing into consistent first graders. So that was my prediction for the North Queensland Cowboys. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, tomorrow, because this was a late one on Thursday, tomorrow we're actually going to be previewing the Brisbane Broncos who finished 14th on the competition ladder, and we know that they've got some huge signings, including Adam Reynolds and Kurt Capewell. So that's going to be a fun show to jump into. I thought the Tigers came 14th when I recorded the podcast on Monday. They came 13th, so we're going to discuss them next Monday. But I hope you guys enjoyed the show today. Hope you are enjoying these season previews. I can't wait for the NRL to start come March 10th. Hope you guys can't either. And please, as I said, support the podcast. Let's make this the biggest season of Steve's NRL footy tips ever. And I'll see you guys next time on Steve's NRL season previews for 2022.